What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Phoebe. And me. It's MJ. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Hope everybody's having a great Monday. Hope everybody had a fantastic Easter weekend, or if you don't celebrate, just hope you had a great weekend. Um, yeah, we're super excited for today's episode. Intro for this one's not going to be that long, mostly just because we're really shit at managing time. True. We literally got on here at what, 7.15, 7.30? And we did work while we were talking. And we did work while we were talking, and then we forgot to do the intro. So... Uh, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Easter, happy weekend, whatever. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody's having a great Monday. I just want to let anybody that reads my stuff know that I am in the trenches with Rhett and Q. We're there, ladies and gentlemen. We're there doing some like really good, really massive editing. And yeah, I can't wait for uh, bloggers and bookstagrammers to have the arcs. So it's exciting. So we're going to give a couple of shout outs because today's release day for a bunch of people. Oh, wait, Steve, that we've had on here. Um, Piper Rain released My Almost X today, with a, which is an amnesia trope, which is book two in their green series. Mm-hmm. Hope you like small town Alaska. That's where we're headed. Um, Natasha Madison released book five in Southern Heart. Which and is, I have heard, I haven't got to read it yet because I'm in the middle of reading. So I'm in the middle of writing, but I have heard it is so good. It is. It's awesome. It's Chelsea and Mason's story, which is Mason is Ethan's best friend from the military. And Chelsea is Ethan's younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so brother's best friend type of trope and kind of friends to lovers. Um and I think, so. oh, and then Jennifer's, Su- I don't know how to pronounce it, Sukovec. I hope I said that right. I was talking to her earlier. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, the Boy Next Door. I am not a college romance trope person. I don't care for college, I guess, because I'm a lot older. College was so many years ago for me. But this book was so good. So if you like, if you're good with college r- romance, definitely check out the boy next door it was really good um and i think that's it from that side so let's go and we're gonna go on over here and uh chat it up with uh misty walker so follow us thank you so much for joining us misty walker welcome thank you for having me we're super excited to be talking to you. I love, I think this is my favorite thing about the podcast is meeting new people. I love talking to new people. Where are you from? I don't know. Well, I'm kind of from all over, but right now I'm in Reno, Nevada. Oh, shit. I, okay, for some reason, when you said that, I was like, oh, she's out of the country. And I was like, no, you're an idiot. MJ, you're <laughs> literally an idiot. Reno is in the United States. Yes, yes. So, do you like it there? Are you liking it? I love it. I love it. I moved here almost three years ago from the Seattle area. Um, so do you? You, yes, you, so you think you do. People think they want to live there, but after 20 something years, I needed the freaking sun. Well, see, the thing. Let me just, okay, let me tell you what I like real quick. And then you can tell me if I don't like Seattle. Okay. You see how okay. thin I am? I'm pasty. I'm clear. I don't like yeah. the sun. The sun well, can go away. Okay. Yeah. Don't like the sun. I'm not a huge, like, I mean, I don't mind the snow either. If the sun is not there, I'll go outside, but I love rain. I, and I'm not talking about just like, Oh, I like rain when I'm inside. No, like I will go sit outside in the rain. I like the rain. And I also like, uh, surfing and my aunt lives in Seattle, like not Seattle, but like on the coast of Washington. Yeah. And I love the beaches there. Yeah, it's pretty. It's for sure. It's pretty and it's a fun place to visit, but I got so tired of, it just felt, felt depressing all the time there. It said that, you know, that it's known for being rainy, but it's not necessarily rainy. It's just a constant dark fog, depressing drizzle all the time. It's literally, it, it doesn't stop. Though. It's who I am. It's on the inside. <laughs> I am. Oh my well, God. you might make it there then. You, you might make it. So Even if I just live there for like five years, 10 years, something like that. Meanwhile, yeah. I live in a major city, which I hate. 
Yeah. I freaking, uh, yeah, I live in the woods. Reno is kind of the best of all worlds because it's a major city. Um, I'm literally 20 minutes from anything I could ever want to do, but I'm also like 45 minutes outside of Tahoe and it's gorgeous there. So I feel like I'm kind of in the best place. Like Lake Tahoe? Yeah. Yeah, that's where they had the, they had a, the, my hockey team, the Bruins played the Flyers at Lake Tahoe on like oh, yeah. an ice arena. That's that was kind of a disaster because it got so warm during the day. They had to keep bumping it to the night. Stupid idiots. I was like, yeah. what do you expect? <laughs> I, mean, well, I asked my husband, I said, didn't they test this? And he said, well, they, they did, but the days before it had been so cold and dark mm-hmm. that it was fine. They didn't think expect- about it. And then the it was like, to come oh, out. the sun's like, hello. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, super jealous. All right. So moving on to casual talk about where we each other live. Uh, we're going to talk about you and your books. So Stevie, you can go ahead and take the first one if you'd like, or you want me to okay. take it. So we're going to start with Keon's focus because let me just tell you, I will preface this by saying that I did not care for MM romance before. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I'd I've read plenty of them. I just wasn't one that would go and sign up for ARCs for it all the time. Until yeah. I read this book. Aww. <laughs> and this book changed that. Oh, I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. And Archer is like this grumpy fisherman. And then you get the, the bartender. Or bar- mm-hmm. He's a bartender, right? He does, does he own the bar? He, yeah, he owns the bar and the club both so who inspired what inspired you to write these characters well uh archer is kind of kind of an easy one for me i think i love writing um kind of male characters that are broken and grumpy and you know that kind of thing like that was kind of an easy one for me um kian actually comes from a friend that I had when I was in my younger years before I had kids mm-hmm. um, and, and that was his exact personality and I always wanted to write a book after him because I thought he was so fun and um, you know so entertaining and he was selfless the way that Kian is mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's where they both came from. I will live and die with MM Romance. I'll tell you that right now. I will <laughs> if somebody, if somebody help was having a had a okay, slow down. See, I get excited and then I stutter. Okay. <laughs> if somebody had a loaded gun to my head and said, you have only one trope to read for the rest of your life, I'm not even joking you. It would be between MM and oh, MM and like, oh, I feel like and dark romance. Like those are like my that's like my bread and butter. You are my reading twin. Hello? That's exactly what I read. Huh? I want either like sweet MM romance or I want it dark and dirty. Like, like, and give me like a reverse harem. Dark. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Okay, like I'm not even joking. Just, yeah, I have so many recommendations for dark romance <laughs> on this podcast. It's insane. <laughs> like we, me and Stevie have this running joke where I am like we're the yin and yang of each other. I'm the dark version of the yang, and she's mm-hmm. the light version of the yin. That's backwards. She's fluff. <laughs> she's queen of fluff, and I'm queen of the dark because that's my jam. Later on, when we get to books. I'll recommend you a, a book that you may, if you read dark romance and you probably already read it. If you haven't read it, shame on you. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so this book, speaking of dark. This book focuses on topics like depression and the death of a loved one. And these can be hard topics for people to read and to write about. So do you think that you, did you struggle personally writing him? Um, no, probably because I suffer from a lot of the same themes Mm -hmm. um, with depression and anxiety and um so it's very easy for me to tap into that yeah I don't have a problem but I will say that I have to save that for when I can be in that space and be okay you know I can't 
if, if I'm in a bad place and I try and write a scene like that, it will just go from bad to worse and I'll end up in bed, like crying, you know, for a week. So I have to save those things for when I'm feeling, and Kian's focus was very, it's no wonder that it turned out is sad and kind you know, it had those same kind of sad themes in, because my daughter was so sick at the time. Mm-hmm. that I wrote the book while she was laying next to me like just struggling to breathe day in and day out oh so God. it was it was super easy for me to write those scenes because I spent three months writing this book and I spent three months with her next to me I would literally be crying I'm just gonna cry thinking about that ah! yeah yeah Emotional. yeah so that one that one was easier for me to write than some of the other ones but all of my books have you know, either mental health um, issues or, you know, that, that kind of headspace that kind of fucks around with you. Yeah. I swear, right? Yeah, you can definitely. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will drop so many F-bombs, it's literally illegal. So. Okay, guys. <laughs> there's a reason why we have uh, explicit content on our page. It's me. I, I am a literal sailor sailor with my words I oh, curse like crazy the reason we have the explicit button on is because of Jay Sterling <laughs> oh really that's 100% the reason why we have to put an explicit one I think that, well, Jay, I mean, Sterling was like one of the I mean I don't want to say the one of the first authors that we did but she was pretty early I would say she was like episode I think the seventh episode that we had recorded yeah, and like up until then, I'm trying to think of somebody that swore the way that <laughs> probably Michelle. Michelle's probably I the only her, one that swore like a sailor like us. Fine, swear words just make everything more colorful. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think in my biker books, um, in Birdie's Biker, there was 175 fucks. Oh, it's it's it, but it's required. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's requirements. <laughs> if you if I, I'm gonna start looking that up I'm gonna be like how many like I'm gonna start as soon before I even read a book I'm gonna look up the word fuck and if there's not like a minimum of yeah 75 I'm not reading it yeah <laughs> reading you'll be it. safe with my books then they, yeah I curse my, I curse when I write I curse when I talk my mother-in-law okay I love her to death she listens to this oh god oh god so, my my mother-in-law right hates the f word like she hates it okay but and she doesn't mind any of the other ones like she doesn't swear but if you say the f word in front of her oh my god I thought she was she's gonna slap you and so when she read my first book that I'd ever wrote my debut novel my female character said fuck like all the time and so she messages me after she reads it and she's like oh my god I loved it too many fucks but you know (laughs) loved it anyway like thank you appreciate it oh god <laughs> but yeah so it's fine it's fine but see, I tell my I have a couple family members that read my books and I always tell them like I I should release two copies you know the redacted version and then the real version <laughs> yeah for real for real because my dad is up my butt and he's like I cannot read them I want to read them and I'm like dad absolutely not yeah I will die before that happens <laughs> what happens okay take the next question ma'am okay so we're gonna slide into adler's heart which was originally a short story i don't know how many people actually know that and then you had actually revised it into a novella to make it a little bit longer um what made you go back and edit it to make it longer so it was originally just something that was in a like a prolific works freebie I think there was like 200 authors that were giving away gay romance books for free. So I wrote it for that and I gave them a happy for now thinking I just didn't want to like box myself in Mm -hmm. in case I ever wanted to do anything with it in the future. But man, the readers came for me. (laughs) I got more messages about that happy for now than any other book I've ever written so I had to immediately just go right in and and at least give them a happy ever after I didn't have time in my schedule to make it a full length Mm -hmm. um so yeah I just I gave them their happy ever after I do have a question that's not on so why did you want to start writing MM romance um well for one it's one you know 
like I said, it's one of my favorite things to read. So um, that was kind of like a natural progression for me. Uh, my first MM was Bohemian Mark. And then I didn't write another one for a while until Kay Webster and I were best friends. And so we, we talk all day nonstop and we wanted to do something together, but not a co-write. So we came up with the idea to do a small town gay romance series, which is Bricks Ferry Bay. And so there's Kean's Focus, Hers is Sheriff's Secret, um, Bossy, Mr. Frosty, her novella is kind of linked. Adler's Heart is linked. And then I have another one coming out in another anthology um, that's a secret baby. And that one's linked to Briggs Ferry Bay too. And they're all um, that, I'm gay. That one's probably going up and knocked up. I'm not sure who yep. yeah, knocked me. <laughs> train, but when you said secret baby immediately, Stevie's above me. So I was like, <laughs> I thought you were like pointing to the heavens, like it's uh, Stevie's above me and you're below me in this. So anytime I point up, it's Stevie. <laughs> Which is funny if I point up at you. Listen, it's the thing is like I it's not that I don't like Secret Baby. I feel like when I say, oh, like Secret Baby, and people are like, oh, what's you going against Secret Baby? And it's like I don't have anything against it. It's not like I'm like ban all Secret Baby books. It's just Stevie specifically signs up for books because it says Secret Baby. She'd be looking like mm-hmm. anybody got Secret Baby arcs, and I just don't. For a story, I'm signed up for the knocked up arcs. I don't. Yeah, see, it's not my favorite. I don't seek out secret babies so that's why when I was asked if I wanted to participate in this I knew I wanted to throw my own spin on it which is why I made it a gay romance secret baby (laughs) coming from the bisexual one yes for the LGBT community (laughs) yeah I love it. Most people know that Nikki Ash is probably one of my favorite secret baby people because God forbid the woman can write as many secret babies as she tries to squeeze into this MMA world that she made. Love yeah, her. yeah. So uh, there was no surprise I was going to sign up for her not to be anthology. <laughs> there are some really awesome authors in there. I'm super excited to be a part of that one. That's, that's going to be a, a good time. Good lineup for probably one of my favorite anthologies that will be released. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really, really good. I've read a couple of the stories so far. I haven't read all of them, but I've read uh, quite a chunk of them, and they're all really, really good. I'm, and I mean, obviously, I think my own stuff is good, but I'm going to tell you that my story in that book is one of the my most favorite things that I've ever written. So I'm ah! super excited for it to be And it's in nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Um, so... This book uh, was like an age gap and it was an enemies to lovers kind of thing. So was there like a specific inspiration behind like the story or the vibe or anything like that? Wait, for which one? Adler's Heart. Adler's Heart. Oh, okay. Ask me a question again now that I have. Okay. So it was like age gap and it was like enemies to lovers and it was like that kind of vibe. Was Mm -hmm. there like anything that, you know, like, like something you saw or a song you heard that was just like, oh, this is the vibe that we're going with. Um, no, Adler came to me first. Usually my ideas come to me in the shower. So like Adler's voice is like super loud in my head. Um, and then age gap because I dies, I haven't really worked it out, but I guess probably 90% of my books are age gap. It's just my jam. I love it. I love it so much. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So good. If, if a book has age gap, then I'll, I'll give it an instant read just because. My debut novel is Age Gap, BTW. Oh, really? If you want to read it. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. It's right here. I was going to say, it's too far away. I can't reach it. <laughs> yeah, it's super, and it's hockey romance. It's not MM, sadly. But uh, yeah, it is Age Gap, so. It's oh, like I love eight, Age Gap. Nine year age Gap or something like that. And it's yeah. uh, dad's best friend. So. Mm, I love that. Adler's Heart is my biggest age gap, I think, because that was, I can't even do, think about it right now. But um, yeah, I think that one was my biggest age gap. 
Okay, so you heard Adler's voice, and then you heard the other voice, and it was just like, you were just like, oh, we're going to make you guys not friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a one-night stand that turned into more. Mm-hmm. Yep. I... CB, take next question. Okay, so what's next for the Cave Webster world that you guys have, the series you guys have written? We're both currently writing our next books. She's very, very, like, secretive about what she writes, but she's in it with me, and I have a big mouth, so um, (laughs) I think those will probably end up coming out in May. Um, Mine is called Leif's Serenity. Keep naming my characters weird names. Leif, L E I F, Leif, Leif Serenity. I love these. I love them. When are you talking about weird names? I want to name my children these. (laughs) Krista keeps making fun of me. She's like, Leif. She spells it out really funny. Yeah, because it's like, imagine moaning somebody's name that's Harold. Like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're going to talk about. MJ named one of her characters in her in the second book with a weird name that I don't think a lot of people knew how to pronounce Briggs's name at first. Ariella. Yeah. Listen, I it's... heard multiple pronunciations of this name. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> I like different names. Nobody wants to moan out somebody's name. It's like I don't want to say a name and like no. Stanley. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> like. I don't want to have sex with somebody that has to moan that name. So I want my characters to have cool names like shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so in Kian's focus, his best friend, well, one of his good friends is named Fernando. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Fernando's book. He owns a diner and Leif is a travel blogger. <gasps> so you have like Fernando that's like very much rooted into his community Mm -hmm. and um you know has strong family life all of that and then you have Leif who when he came out was kicked out at 18 and he turned his life into you know a wanderlust where he's just been roaming around and um he doesn't have roots so yeah it's gonna be it's super sweet I have about I don't know 30,000 words to finish on it so it's like home is not like four walls but it's a person kind of vibe. yeah yeah exactly I'm literally gonna die <laughs> I yeah. love it I love it I love it okay yeah I'm fine. so cop out featured live and top is it topper no it's tougher Top- yeah oh, topher this, this was my this is my area another name <laughs> you continue to write you you do the question this was a part of the everyday heroes and I talk about this this world on this podcast, I mean, almost every episode. Well, pop off then, honey, pop off. And Cop Out was one of, probably one of the top five that I'd read in the, from the beginning when I first started reviewing them. And we have Topher and Liv, who, mm-hmm. Topher is already a, a police officer. Liv kind of ends up coming back and showing up with a badge versus... Mm-hmm what she started at so where did where did you get the idea for the story I know that Kay Brumberg gives everybody kind of guidelines and you have to write yeah. some phrase. yeah um so I had had a story about a strong female cop in my head for quite a while because my husband and I used to watch um Life PD no Life PD and there was this woman on there this woman cop that like the the bad guy would start running and the other cops were like oh we're never gonna get him you know let's jump in the car and she would chase his ass down tackle him to the ground and just be like full you know hard hitting like I I really wanted to write a super strong female lead like that mm-hmm. so um I've had that story in my head for a while and when uh when Kay Bromberg announced this world and I applied and got accepted I knew right away that I wanted to write Liv who is the dispatcher from her book Cuff yeah. um because I thought it would be a fun tie-in you know mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's kind of where where all of that came from and I think it also kind of plays with um the theme of 
toxic masculinity and how some men just can't wrap their head around, you know, being with such a strong woman that isn't going to back down for her dreams um, for a man. So that's kind of, and, and I got a lot of shit for that because not a lot of people, I mean, people ended up liking him at the end, Mm -hmm. but I got a lot of crap while they were reading it. Like this guy needs to pull his head out of his ass. And it's like, yeah, he totally does. I actually really liked him because I thought it kind of, it challenged her a little bit because she's like, I don't want this. And she, and she, I mean, and eventually things work out, but I did like his personality. I just, I don't know what it was about him. He just stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. I loved him too. (laughs) My favorite to this day, and I did not mean for this to happen to this day, everybody's favorite fucking hero in my Fury series, like my hockey series, is Mother Effin' Nico. And I didn't even mean for it to be him. I when I was when I was writing, I mean, I fell in love with him as I went. But when I was writing him, I was like, Nico's the opposite of my type. I don't like this man. Like, I am not a fan. I like he. So he was paired with Riggs, who's she's a girl, but that she goes by her last name, and she was the definition of like, I will literally slit your throat. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> was not like into relationships like she had sex like whenever she wanted to like she was literally like a girl but like a dude so (laughs) she just didn't give a shit and she had a career that she cared about and she didn't give a shit about being in a relationship and Nico was this like soft teddy bear who like wanted a wife and he wanted the white picket fence and yada 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 and he falls hard for this stone cold woman oh I love that makes her fall she falls in love with him too like throughout the book or whatever but everybody's like oh my god I love Nico and I was like I didn't I didn't mean for that to happen okay I wanted people to love Riggs like that was something that I really felt like was important for her book because she was such a big part of love and hockey and she had such a sad story that I really wanted people to try and love Riggs like more than they love Nico like I there was Mm -hmm. something I really wanted fuck no Nico was just like yeah everybody's favorite <laughs> I was like I yeah hate it. I hate it I hate it, it is I'm honestly it's hard to get readers on board with um not all readers obviously but on board with a super strong like crass uh yeah. hard-hitting female it's, it's yeah. not the norm and it's kind of a, a stretch for a lot of readers but I, I think after they read it yeah I got people there though they liked her yeah Mostly yeah exactly I think that it's insane to me that people will love like the guy who's like a dickhead and he mm-hmm. people and he is just like this bad bit like I mean doesn't give a shit what he says but then a girl does that and she's a bitch and it doesn't right. matter what her backstory is she's just a mm-hmm. bitch but it's like but but it, but if he she had a dick it would be different <laughs> right yeah so but for but me- I enjoy those dynamics like I purposely seek out books that have you know opposite tropes or whatever yep. you know instead of the common or the um the popular yeah. themes I like to go with the opposite that, those yeah. are the books that I end up loving the most yeah like I really love reading like May to December books like where the girl is older mm-hmm. than the guy we love reading books like that and people yeah. really don't enjoy that and it's like that's fine and I mean I'm not telling anybody like all books are not gonna be for anybody I'm just saying that I think that some readers are so much harder on women than they are on like yeah. the male characters and it's like yep. I thought it was supposed to be girl power yeah like, yeah We're like slaughtering women in the comment section here but it's fine yeah yeah yep. I I mean I'm not gonna lie I totally love an alcohol oh, I'll read that fine. any day of the week but I do love a, a good bitch though too oh yeah I will see where I'm I'm both attracted to both genders so I just like people that are dickheads in general I feel like because <laughs> just like it's so stupid I'm like what is wrong with me but yeah I like <laughs> girls who are like bad bitches and don't give a, a to, like don't care and has some of the time when I'm reading books where I know the girl is supposed to be a villain and I know she has a sad story I'm like oh god if she don't get a redemption arc I'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad so yeah that's it's fine it's fine it's fine but we are going to move on to writing questions because obviously it's a big part of what you do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when did you know that you wanted to be a writer? I kind of always knew that I would be a writer of, to some extent. Um, it's what I enjoyed doing growing up. However, I seriously thought that I would be going into journalism. I never in a million years thought that I would go to writing romance, uh, just kind of how it happened. But I feel like I get the journalistic part of me stimulated because of how much research that you have to do when you write a book. Um, But then I also get to create my own endings, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like I can do research, but I can make it fake a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have freedoms here. Yeah. <laughs> I I wanted to do like, this is so stupid, but I thought, so like when I was in high school and middle school, I wanted to do something in writing, like something in the world of writing, you know, but I always thought that you needed to have like a fucking degree in English or literature or something, you know, serious like that. And you had to, like, I was like, oh, I'll be like a publisher. And then I was like, no, you're dyslexic. Like you can't be an editor because you can't read correctly. (laughs) So I, I thought that it was like this impossible goal to have. And then I think, I think I went a lot, it changed for a lot of people. When I started reading Wattpad, I was like, just kidding. I can write books. I could do this because when I was reading some of these, I was like, and Wattpad was, do you know what Wattpad is? Yeah. Okay. So when I was reading some of these on Wattpad and this was like middle school me in Wattpad, this is before they had mm-hmm. paid stories and after, this is when after and the kissing booth were being wrote. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were in the midst. And so I was like, some of these stories have like millions and millions of views. And it's like, and I know I could write better than that. <laughs> like, I know that I could do this. And so that's what, that's why I wanted to do it. And that's, and then I found indie publishing and then it was just game over from there. Just yeah. In game. Found it. Yeah. So if, are you a pantser or are you a plotter? I'm a pantser. I, I, I even my last, even with the book that I'm writing right now, I decided, okay, I'm going to see if I can plot it out and if that will make it go faster. And I really did think that it would. So for each chapter I wrote out, you know, where I kind of wanted the story to go, none of that happened. I couldn't do it. I can't. I, I just have to go with what feels right in the moment and, you know. I feel like I don't know my characters until after I start writing the story. So it's hard for me to picture what their story is going to be until after I get to know them better. Yeah, I get it. I, okay. So listen, I'm not self-diagnosing myself on this podcast. Okay. I already <laughs> an array of already <laughs> diagnosed mental illnesses. However, my dad's bipolar. And I think that I may also be bipolar because I, I have manic ep- like days where like mm. I have these, moment flashes in time where I'm like oh my god I have to get everything done and I feel like I have nothing done and I am freaking out and so if I don't have an outline and I I can't physically see that I have done those things and like check them Mm -hmm. off mentally in my head oh god oh god I will I admire anybody that can pants because I would literally have mental breakdowns on the daily on the daily well I'm the opposite I I admire anyone that can plot I think that it would be so helpful to be able to see the story before you have the story. Just my brain does not work like that at all. It totally changes as I go. Like, I don't think I've ever not changed an outline, but I think just like seeing it and seeing that I am doing something (laughs) calms me down because when I am, when I can't see it, I'm like, what have I done? I've done nothing. I'm lazy. I'm still like, what is, what is happening? And I have a breakdown. So it's like, whatever, it's fine. So do you have any interesting quirks when you're writing? Like you have to eat Twizzlers or you like wear the same pair of pants. Give me interesting quirks. Uh, The only interesting quirk would be that I completely lose the fact of where I am, like what's going on (laughs) around me, how many days it's been since I've showered or changed my clothes. I I, I, I completely forget to eat. I forget to drink I forget I forget to do it all the things yeah I just zone out completely like an eight hour reading sprint and you're like I should go pee 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Did I even go to the bathroom today? No, I don't think I did. Somebody comes and check in on you. You ate anything today? I think I did, <laughs> but that might have been yesterday. <laughs> yeah, my kids are home right now um, with school. And so that's kind of been challenging because I've had to switch my writing from during the day while they're here to at night. Uh-huh when they're asleep because I can't be interrupted. If they come in and try to interrupt me while I'm writing, I I don't even realize that I'm doing it, but I'll bite their heads off because yeah. I'm just zoned out. And I hated that like later on, my kids would be like all timid, like, can we talk to you now? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just gonna have to, you know, write until three or four in the morning every night. and. Do you um, prefer writing during the day? Like, would that be I a just prefer day? writing when it's quiet. I don't, yeah. I don't care when it, I can't do it in the morning because my brain does not wake up until 11, no matter yeah. what I do. Um, but yeah, I just need it to be quiet and I need there to be zero distractions. Otherwise I'll stare at the screen for eight hours and write 300 words. I literally, it, oh my God, it makes me so envious of like these people who wake up at like 5.30 in the morning and they're like, oh, got all my words in by like 11 and I'm doing all these things. And I'm like, yeah. I get up at six and I try. I, I really do. Like I have done everything. And I just don't know if my brain works in the morning because it doesn't. Mine doesn't. Yeah. And I just feel like I am back at, I'm like ass backwards because I'm mm-hmm. like, my brain is alive at like midnight. Yep, mine too. What the fuck? Why could this yeah. not have happened at six o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah. So every she- morning I, I check in with Christy and she's like, has three chapters written. And I'm yeah. like, I, I it's 11 o'clock and I just finished having coffee. Like, <laughs> what, what are we doing? <laughs> I am, yeah, I'm on the same boat. We're in the same boat. I feel you. So, yeah. How do you, so everybody does this differently and it's a controversial kind of thing, but like, how do you, uh, take negative reviews? Like, how do you like, I don't know how the fuck I'm trying to ask this question, ask this question 18,000 times in my life. How do you react to negative reviews or like, I guess cope? Is that the word I'm looking for? I've literally lost that a second. How do you handle? That's the word I'm looking for. How do you handle negative reviews? Holy fuck. I literally just had the answer. The real answer. Oh my fucking gosh. The the real answer, please and thank you. Um, I think it depends. If the review is well constructed and they actually give me feedback that I can um, take and use, or if it, and I am, 100% 100% open to feedback. If if someone comes to me and and I know that it's like something that they're seriously concerned about and they bring it to me, 100% I'm totally okay with it and I will um listen and agree and totally accept it. But the reviews that are like just trash talking, mm-hmm. I have arguments in my head or you know, <laughs> I'll write out a response and then delete it, you know, just to get it out. Yeah. 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 Cause some, sometimes people just say like, Oh, there was one on birdie spiker that said, um, little to no sex scenes. And I know that that's like not necessarily a negative review, Yeah, but it was a one star because there weren't enough sex scenes. And that book is filthy. So I, I've what? been, yeah, I've held on to that and it just pops up into my head every now and then and I just get angry all over again. Somebody says there negative two sticks in that. What are you talking about? It's like somebody says negative review and your brain immediately goes to not enough sex scene, like sex scenes. It's like there was enough sex in the book. <laughs> I have now, the rest of the negative reviews I can kind of let go, but for whatever reason, that one just sticks with me and I just want to like find that person and argue with them. Yeah, right, right. I have very quickly learned how to, uh, like, when I say this, it makes me sound like I'm a fucking egomaniac, but I've learned to check my ego at the door mm-hmm. because I feel like anybody that's an artist has some form of ego because it's like, oh, yeah, you have to. We want to think that, you know, what we're writing is like phenomenal and like the, you know, whatever, but 
it takes steps to get there. And so it's like my first draft is not going to be God's gift to the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I have this uh, alpha slash BFFFFFF. I love her to death. And she, I recommend everybody has a Melissa. She's the nicest, most blunt, straightforward, meanest person you'll ever meet in your entire life. <laughs> she will, in the nicest way possible, she will be like, listen, I don't like this. And I'll be like, but I like it. And she's like, but as a reader, they're going to hate it. And it's not going to make any sense. And this does not line up. And I'm like, <sighs> so after I like breathe for a few seconds, I'm like, she's right she's right and I gotta fix it but it makes me so angry sometimes and I'm like just shut up shut up shut up and if I ever told her that she made me mad when she was telling me this stuff she'd cry because she's so like doesn't mean to but she's just being honest so yeah I just feel like if you want to be an author I feel like having to know when to set aside your ego is very important yeah definitely immediately and I think there's two different kinds of negative reviews. I mean, there's reviews where people just are just trying to be mean. And I will say that I am very lucky. I don't get a lot of them probably because I'm not so much a bigger author. So, you know, people that read my stuff tend to be people that know how I write and they're okay with it and they like it. Um, so I will say that I haven't really had too much experience with it, but afraid of the day um, and one day they start coming for you as a person and it's like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah like, I don't definitely. think I do anything that would be necessarily for somebody to come at my throat as a person but I see some where it's just like oh I hate this freaking book because she posted um uh, like she was like almost nude on Instagram and I was I was like oh, but what but that would have nothing to do with the book like yeah it's yeah. just that scares me the day that that ha- that scares the immortal shit out of me so especially writing dark I think mm-hmm. you're kind of opening yourself up a lot more I've seen authors who have had CPS called on them you know because of things that they have written oh, um and people thinking well they surely can't be a good person because they write those things yeah um oh so that, yeah, I, 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 it's the hardest thing in the world to put yourself out there, no matter what it is that you're writing. Yeah. Um, you, you really are opening yourself up to anyone to critique yeah. you. And um, that's scary, but also really cool at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and I, I, I hear people say you have to be, you know, have a thick skin. You have to, whatever. I don't have a thick skin at all. But I also, I can recover from negative feedback. So. I don't have a thick skin either. I mean, I do like emotionally, it's very thin skin, but like on the outside, like I, I look like I could probably fuck you up, but like over the <laughs> internet, on the internet, it's like, uh, God, that hurts. Uh, that hurts so bad, I'm going to cry. But if they ever said that to me in person, they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I live by that. I live by that. I just tell myself if I read a negative review, I'm like, that lady would, or sir, would not tell me that in person. And that's all that matters. (laughs) So, uh, Stevie, since I've been talking for like the past hour, whatever, it's your turn for reading questions. All right. So what is the first book that ever made you cry? Um, I think early on when I started reading romance, I read Me Before You and sobbed like a little baby. And then I got, I I don't react to sadness the way most people do. I don't get like, you know, turn in on myself and get depressed. I get angry. So (laughs) after I read that book, I was like, God damn it, I want to punch her in the throat. I hate her so much. (laughs) So I remember very vividly crying over that one it's such a good book though and a good movie yeah but I'm still angry I don't want to talk about it <laughs> I'm telling you, are we okay I'm pretty sure we're talking about the it's the where he's in a wheelchair quadriplegic yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay I cry so I'm good throughout the whole book right but that scene on the beach that scene mm. on the beach bro and then they play they play uh don't forget about me by the cloves and I love that song and I'm like y'all mm. just make, y'all just trying to make me mad and sad at the same damn yeah. time 
Yep. So rough. Rough. Trying time. to kill you. Kill you emotionally. That book hit me. Not a good time. Not a good time. Yeah. Judge Omoyas is really lucky I didn't run into her in a dark alley. Whack. That's that's for me before you, pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How dare you make me cry? Which it. is funny because when uh especially the prologue for Kean's Focus, I got a lot of messages about when people were reading that book and they were you know, just hating on me for making them so sad, you know, in a very loving way. They weren't mean or anything. And I just laughed. I thought it was hilarious that I was making people cry. <laughs> it's just like, and now you're angry for other people making you cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Next question, Steve. Um, who are some of your favorite authors to read? Uh, well, I mean, it's going to sound biased, but Kay Webster, I will. I thought you were going to say yourself. <laughs> <laughs> my idol my idol bro me I just can't read anything else but myself no uh Kay Webster is 100% my favorite ever she if you could only if I could only take one author's book with me on a deserted island for the rest of my life it would be her books because you can get everything in there yes um so I really love reading her I I love have you, you like mm so have you read um Love Always Wild and Not So Sincerely Yours by A.M. Johnson. Oh, absolutely not. Is it good? Hold up. Oh Let me love always wild. I'm gonna that one's on sale right now too. So go grab it. It is I love the they are two of my absolute favorite MM books ever. They are so good. Oh my um, gosh. I love the cover. Let's talk about the, the cover is beautiful. Right? Yeah. Okay, I added it. Yeah. Yep, and she's amazing too. I really love her. So those are those are a couple of my favorites right now. You asked the next question why I try to find this one like my it's like I, I cannot believe that I forgot what the title of it was. It's like my top favorite like MM romance ever. Read go next question. Okay, so what's her <laughs> last five star read? Um, let's see. I'm writing right now, so I tend not to read very much while I'm writing. See? So I have to like I'm not the only one. No, I think we don't. Think back. Um, oh, but I did. Uh, I read while Kay Webster writes her books, and I read the third book in her Cinderella. Have you guys read that one? Her Cinderella series. I have not been telling TBR list. Exactly. Oh my gosh! So I just wrote read the Glass Slipper recently, and oh, it was the best one out of the entire series. It was so good. I think I saw a teaser for that. What's her name? It's Kate Webster. No, 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 no. The female, the 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 female in the book. Oh, in the book. Um, I just keep thinking Cinder Elliot. Why can't I think of her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. What you just said? What did you just say? Cinder Elliot. Is that what you just Cinder said? Cinder Elliot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I saw a teaser for that and added it immediately to my TBR. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. this looks good." I didn't even know. It was oh my gosh, it's crazy. I don't know if you read kink books, but it's like um. Man. kind of a, a humiliation or um a degradation kink oh so, my god it's so hot basically so hot. Like. <laughs> okay I'm gonna read it I'm gonna read it now I'm in the middle of writing but as soon as it's done I have like a immediate read list after I finish writing where it's just like I binge read for like two weeks yeah 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 it's exactly what I do too okay it's so, so good. we have arrived to our favorite portion of the show but sadly the end uh tropes it's what the bookshelf boyfriends is all about um so what is your favorite trope to write and why age gap oh yeah solid i don't know why i find it so hot i just do maybe it's daddy issues but i think it's the hottest me. ever me 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 people are like why do you like writing it that just reminded me of jenna hartley's answer what did jenna hartley oh really <laughs> remember what jenna hartley said about her husband Oh yeah. oh yeah I was like oh she met her husband while she was in college and he was her rowing coach oh I listened to that one today I was like savage I was like ma'am yeah. that's goals I think yeah. I he was cracking me up with that story and she just like slid it in like it was nothing and then tried to move on and I wasn't gonna fucking be like ma'am we're gonna back it up back it up we're gonna have to read and tell me that story <laughs> give us a little bit a tidbit of that and we're not gonna not ask questions i'm nosy yeah, yeah. so when authors <laughs> say sh the words like 
well, I don't want to say, but I'll give you an idea. I'm like, ah, <laughs> tell me. I need <laughs> well, I think to know. It points back to like when Casey Hagan, Casey Hagan's like, we weren't recording when we talked about th- certain things. And I'm like, no, oh we God, were not recording when we were talking about those. <laughs> I like AJ too. That's because I have mommy and daddy issues though. It's just, there's something about, I don't know. It's just attractive and I like it. And I don't even care if people yeah. judge me for it. King's yeah, I like the power I dynamic. Same. I also love Forbidden. Oh, yeah. Love, oh, love, love. I have an author to recommend you <laughs> if you really? like Forbidden Romance. Well, I mean, you probably read her. I don't know. She's, I would say that she, yeah, she's like a, she's a, she's a big deal in my head. Yeah, Saffron Kent. Yeah, shut up. Nobody asked you, Phoebe. Mm. Yeah, I, I read Saffron Kent. Shit, I love her. I mm-hmm. love her my whole heart. I think she does Forbidden Romance phenomenally well. Yeah, she really does. And I have girl crushes on all of her heroines, all of them. I love them all. I would think I would, yeah. if somebody asked me, like, uh, somebody asked me the other day, they were like, what was your favorite, like, who's your favorite character in your, in, like, Saffron Kent's, like, worlds or whatever? And I was like, Cleo. I was talking about male and I was like I know Cleo though like (laughs) I would date the shit out of her I love that I love all I love all of her books okay Fiona Cole too she does forbidden yes those are so hot yeah Um, we were just so we have this thing coming out for Instagram we're doing IGTV and TikTok of our top top five books of every trope Ooh! literally hurt my fucking brain trying so to of course we were doing age gap and the last book on that list is teacher by fiona cole oh yeah so hot that one was one of my favorite age gaps by her because carrie and cole okay. is another one that uh does a lot of really good age gaps yeah torn by her is phenomenal that was mine that oh was yeah mine. yeah don't kiss the bride's the other one i love don't yeah. kiss the bride that one was uh, the probably 2021 that was one of the good best books i've read this year mm. i haven't listen the year's not even over with yet you i can't. know so right now it's a ted <laughs> okay so next trope question stevie i can't what one trope that you haven't written that you would eventually like to um i'm trying to think i don't know Name off some tropes. <laughs> um, okay. Um, like we got mafia, MC. Well, you done. You've done MC. Reverse harem, paranormal romance. Uh, I, I, I really want to. Actually, I think I might. Yeah, I I want to write a reverse harem. I'll yeah! stop you right there and throw it in. Solid <laughs> answer. The, I want to write a reverse harem, and I would really like to write an FF. I don't think there's enough representation there and I would just love to write one. I just have to figure it out. Me too. I, I'm writing a, a, my upcoming series is about a bunch of skateboarders, which I just love. Have you ever watched Dogtown and Z-Boys? It was like a movie that came out. It was about Tony Alva and like the skateboarders in Santa Monica. Okay, don't kill me, but I don't watch movies. Okay, well, all right. I'm gonna judge you. <laughs> well, in like the 80s, I'm obsessed with like skateboarding in the 80s when it was like a big fucking thing and like guys wore like baggy jeans and like baggy oh yeah jeans. I grew up in that <laughs> fucking obsessed okay so that's basically what the whole it's not based in that time but it's like bringing that vibe back yeah and I have a male male book and then the last one in the series is female female because mm. yes yes however the yeah. book I'm trying to find that I just found have you read the fallen angel series by Ella Frank and Brooke Blaine yes <gasps> okay. yes Oh my god. Okay, let's just talk about the That's pandemic. like staple to get into the MM club. I literally <laughs> love that whole I could honest to God reread that series over and over and over again and still just be like yeah. <sighs> I love it. Did I you see know. the cover that she just um her cover reveal today? Of no, of what? For Ella Frank for her next one. No, hold up, let me just go oh look. Oh my god. Oh god. Go Is it hot? Okay. Um oh good. Okay, so um next question what is one trope you will never write like you won't touch it won't go near it I think I would write anything um the only thing I will never write is clean okay yeah I get that I hate like saying clean I, I hate that word clean using that but fade to black. for the sake of everybody understanding yeah mm-hmm. yeah I would never oh my god fade to black makes me <laughs> I picked up I read this whole 
fucking book, right? And it was like enemies to lovers. So I obviously knew the sex was going to be at the end of it, right? And it was mother effing clean. It was it was fade to black, so it like wasn't mm. detailed. I was like, son of a mother, boo. I was yeah. like, can I make a dirty version of this, please? Can somebody please message this author and see if she can she could give me the, the sex scenes? <laughs> one, of my, one of my least favorite things for people to do is put a sex scene at eighty percent of a book. Listen, but on enemies to lovers, and especially oh my god, it, it was called Cruel Prince. I loved it. I loved the whole series. The other one fell. This Who one. is it? Oh, I've seen that on TikTok. Yeah, so I literally I read all of it because I love enemy lovers and I like I like like the I'm a I am an original OG like Sarah J. Mass fan, like fairy porn raised me and I don't even give a mm. shit. And so yeah. um oh god when I, saw, when I saw this on TikTok, I was like, oh my god, I gotta read it because I love uh like enemy lovers and that like mystical paranormal vibe whatever and I love the book the book is phenomenal I just wish Holly I want to email Holly Black and be like could you hook a girl up and like send me the sex (laughs) scenes because the chemistry's there honey yeah this makes me so sad also bad intentions Ella Frank that man is fine oh yeah yeah his babies Mm -hmm. okay sadly we're at the end of the episode and Stevie's gonna take the last question this is my favorite question take it away ma'am if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? You mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have had age gap relationships and as hot as they are to read, not I I didn't have success with that. So um I I should have an answer prepared. You tried to prepare me. You tried so hard and I failed. It's fine. Just well, not everybody it. comes prepared. We didn't come prepared today. CVs is billionaire. CVs is billionaire. And oh, I think I'm gonna be babies here. Mine's gonna be real specific, but like a reverse harem, dark, like enemies to lovers thing. Have you ever read Den of Vipers by K.A. Knight? You know, okay, here's the thing with that one. I got the audiobook because while I, I can't read while I'm writing, I do listen while I get ready in the morning and stuff like that. I listen yeah. to audiobooks. I could not get into the narrator. So that is one I have downloaded on my Kindle. I'm about 30% through the audiobook, but I couldn't do the narrator. So I have to finish it after I finish this book. Diesel is a <laughs> I, I, I'm blushing thinking about it. <laughs> I love that. It's all, okay, so TikTok has found it. They've snuffed it out. And so mm-hmm. now it's on TikTok. And I'm both yeah, on the side everywhere. of TikTok where people are like, uh, excuse me, like what is going on in this book? Uh, and then I'm also on the side of TikTok where they're like, this is fire. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, Diesel, yeah, I would like my trope to be him, him. I, mean, I haven't gotten to any of the hot stuff yet. I've only, I'm only at the point where they're still just, they have her there and that's it. Yeah, I would say reverse harm enemies to lovers. I want like a group of very hot, sexy men to like hate me <laughs> in like a very loving manner. <laughs> that's what I want. I don't think, yeah, I, I try to play like I'm hard, but I don't even think I could live in my biker worlds. But yeah, I mean, if I'm going to, pick something why not do a reverse harem <laughs> but cool. I'm gonna leave the bully out of it and I just want the adoration <laughs> yeah cool so I gave you time did you think is it gonna be that one is it gonna be reverse harem? yeah I'm going I'm sticking with that answer all right solid I like it it's a good answer it doesn't want to be about really hot men I mean damn <laughs> anyway, so that is the end of our podcast and this has been super fun and it's been super lovely talking to you and, you know, getting to know you and all that good jazz. So we usually leave this open for our authors to be like, you know, I have a book for sale or some shit like that, or here's my Instagram handle. So the floor is yours. You caught me at a weird time because I do not have anything up for pre-order other than the Knocked Up Anthology, which I think everybody should get. It's an amazing, it's all um, charity. So it's an amazing cause and amazing authors so knocked up anthology go check that out 
Um, look for more Briggs Ferry Bay coming soon. Um, actually, I do have a pre-order up now that I think about it. Bexley's Biker, which is the third in my Biker series, uh, my Royal Bastard series. That one has a pre-order, but I haven't released anything about it. It doesn't come out until October. So um, that's where I'm at. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun.